the morning. Out of the sky and onto your throats comes a life form more terrifying than anything you could ever have imagined, plunging the world into a nightmare of apocalyptic proportions. Derek and Bennett are two wary travelers en route to the East Coast when their vacation is interrupted by a UFO sighting and a deadly encounter with small flesh-eating beings who begin a siege on the forest and nearby community. Feeding on any living thing in their path, Derek and Bennett must fight for their lives and find a way to survive the unexpected horrors that await them. Filled with classic and campy special effects created by Bill Morrison, this is a film that's truly out of this world. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, here we are. It's, it's the end of April. Spring cleaning is finally come to an end. We're at our last DVD here, and it is the Polonia Brothers classic, Feeders, from 1996. At this point, if you listen to us and you don't know who the Polonia Brothers are, go back in time. There's a whole month dedicated to them. Mark and John, great B-movie legends. Oh, yeah. So, let's just dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Um, what do you think, Paul? Uh, let's start with the top first. Ooh, yay. Oh, yay. Why don't you go ahead then and uh, get us started on the top things here? I can do that. Number three, the aliens in themselves were just amazing. They were they looked so cheap and non-threatening, and they were, every time I saw them, I couldn't help but laugh. Number two, the deaths in this movie were surprisingly brutal. I wasn't expecting as much as we got, but I was pleasantly surprised. And number one... There's this weird and hilarious roaring sound that aliens make every time they're in a scene, and it's absolutely amazing. It's Words cannot describe how amazing that alien roar is. So for me, number three. Every person that's in this movie actually had a purpose, and for the most part, that purpose was to die. Everybody's which, gotta, somebody's got to do it, right? Yeah, I agree. Well, good time to die. Number two, I agree with you. The deaths in this movie are actually quite brutal. The aliens feeding on people and blood squirting everywhere. And, like, I just, I was not expecting it, like, given the circumstances of the film. Yeah, for these little, like, foot-tall, like, gray alien things, they're pretty brutal. Like, I wouldn't mess with them. And for number one, oh, my God, the aliens are so fucking awesome. They look fantastic. They sound terrifying. I want all of them for my own sinister purposes. But seriously... You know, they they looked, like, so horrible. It was amazing. I loved every second they were on screen, and every single time they made their noise, I just got this big, grinchy smile on my face. There should be a Feeders versus Gremlins film. That would be the best thing ever. Indeed. So how about the bottom, then? What's, uh, what's the bad here? Oh, man. So for number three, with the exception of the characters Bennett and Derek, every other character, well, human character, was pretty much just there to die. I mean, I was okay with that, but, you know, I kind of feel like they should have done some, a little bit more with the other characters, but, you know. Number two, a lot of the movie seemed like it was just Bennett and Derek walking around the woods aimlessly. I think they were heading somewhere, but, yeah, it was basically just them walking around the, around the forest while there's music played in the background. It was um, not the most fun, but, you know, you had to fill up time somehow. And number one, the aliens just kind of traveled to Earth to eat humans and, you know, bring about some general chaos. I don't know, it seemed like a long way to travel just to, you know, get a quick meal and, you know, just fuck with people. 
It didn't really seem worth it to me, but, I mean, I'm not a little gray alien, so what do I know? It's beyond my sophistication. So for me, uh, the bottom, number three, yeah, who, who are these people other than Derek and Bennett? I, I don't care. There's oh. that one chick and that other one. Oh, wait, yeah. They're alien fodder, so I, yeah. I guess it makes sense. Number two. I think there was a doctor at one point. There are plenty of scenes in this movie where seemingly nothing is going on. You know, it's two guys walking around the woods or two girls talking on the phone. And you're just waiting for that next moment when the aliens pop up. And luckily for us, the aliens do pop up every time. Oh, yeah. It's basically the adventures of John McBride and John Polonia. John squared. John squared versus the aliens. <laughs> Um, number one, the aliens' seemingly badass murderiness is juxtaposed with easy killability of their kind. I mean, you can just simply step on them or throw them, and they die. Like, for as many people as they murder and how easily they murder everybody, they are just as easily murdered themselves. Yeah, they were as weak and frail as they looked. Like, I kind of felt like if, if somebody, like, threw a banana peel on the floor, like... This thing would, like, step on the banana peel. It wouldn't slip and fall and die. It would just touch the banana peel and die because they're that easily killed. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of wondering how they managed to take over the planet. I mean, it's kind of like a zombie apocalypse where, by all means, we should have been able to fight against it. But somehow we were just too stupid to do so. So, um, you know, we didn't mention the dialogue. The dialogue was actually pretty decent, but... Uh, as far as the quotes for this movie, we have something a little special for this, you know, special Polonia Brothers edition of Quote Wars. Quote War. We're going to quote the alien sounds. Roar. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you've seen Feeders and have a favorite quote from this movie or want to tell us anything about it, leave it in the comments below or tell us who wants this episode's edition of Quote Wars. Yeah, if, I don't think we sounded anything like the aliens, but we did the best we could. In, indeed. So, you know, I think it's time we give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? Paul? I gave it a two out of ten. So did I. All right consistency. I, I gotta say, there's very little I can actually criticize Feeders on in good faith. Like most films by the Polony Brothers, Feeders managed to be entertaining and had all the charm of, that you'd expect from a micro-budget film. There are a ton of unint unintentional, hilarious elements of Feeders, such as the cheap-looking aliens, the outdated 90s CGI, and the roaring sounds the aliens made every time they were on, on screen. And it just made it so endearing to watch. If made by any other production company, Feeders would have most likely been a terrible waste of time that probably would have been forgotten moments after watching it. But the hard work and overall love and dedication to just the art of filmmaking that went into this film made it really charming and a good time to watch. In a world where everything is becoming increasingly mass-produced and life just seems to be getting faster and faster, films like Feeders remind us that sometimes it's all right to take a step back and remember that not everything has to be done for money or notoriety. Sometimes it's just okay to have a good time. So, you know, cheeseburgers and barbecue sauce. 
Whiskey and cigars, firearms and ammunition, puppies and kittens, these are all things that are awesome, manly, and fit together like no one's business. The same is true for the Polonia Brothers and low-budget films. This movie, by all rights and descriptors, should have been thrown into the same pit as the E.T. cartridges for the Atari 2600 and left to rot for all of eternity. But Mark and John worked their asses off and made one of the greatest films I've ever seen. Everything about this movie just works together in tandem to make it as enjoyable as ice cream on a hot summer's day. The aliens themselves looked like they were made in someone's garage, which they probably were. And the story is minimal. The dialogue fleshes it out to be just a smidgen more than a mindless alien feeding frenzy. You know, but the Polonia brothers and John McBride seemingly have true acting chemistry together, bringing out the best of each other. The effects work so well for the graininess and the time period. And this just truly is the greatest alien masterpiece of them all. E.T. needs to stick to his German porn because the feeders are the true alien race of cinema legend. You and your in your E.T. porn, I swear to God. Like, you've brought that up like at least five times since we've been doing this podcast. I mean, there's only like, you know, seven or eight E.T. porns, so I've got a few more left in me. Oh, only. You know, I got to say, when you were making your list, um, you forgot a couple of things. Oh, what what other manly things are there? Liquor and horse. Liquor and horse. Oh, come on, you know. Cigarettes and dope and mustard and bologna. Liquor and horse. Well, I think it's enough about this uh, this movie. We know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every B-movie review an A-movie companion and tell you why this A-movie and B-movie are the same film, just of different standard and caliber. I gave my A-movie to uh, the 2002 film Signs. I picked Planet of the Apes from 1968. So I'd say both feeders and signs are movies about people just trying to live their lives in a small town. Whether it's, you know, two guys walking around the woods or a family trying to live after the death of their mother. You know, in both films, aliens are invading the Earth. In both films, the aliens are seemingly unstoppable and murder indiscriminately. The aliens spray something, whether it's, you know, knockout gas or acid spit. And in both films, the aliens turn out to be super easy to kill, either by, you know, getting them wet in signs or stepping on them in feeders. I love that. That's literally how you stop them. You step on them. <laughs> All right. I picked Planet of the Apes because both movies feature humans trying to escape the tyranny of a non-human species. Both movies have spaceships. At the end of both films, you find out that the Earth has been taken over by the non-human species. In feeders, the aliens are taken over by, have taken over the world. I think that's what happened. I mean, you see, there were a bunch of flashes yeah. and John McBride crying in the middle of the street. Yeah, and some buildings fell, but it looked like it was um, like stock footage from something else. But I'm going to assume the planet was taken over. And in Planet of the Apes, it turns out that the, that the planet that the apes took over had been Earth the entire time. And also in the final scene of the film, the main character in both films, but the main character drops to their knees and yells, no, after discovering that the world was conquered. So if you want to watch an A-movie version of theaters, uh, check out Signs or Planet of the Apes. Um... I, I think I think it's come to that moment where we need to tell you how to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We're going to give you some drinking games to get through this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time 
a time pops up on screen, take a drink. Number two, every time you can't tell if it's Mark or John Polonia on screen, take a drink. Number three, whenever an alien is feeding, take a drink. Number four, anytime a character other than Derek or Bennett is on screen alone, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's spring cleaning month, anytime something on screen looks like it needs cleaned up, take a drink. Every time you hear an alien roar, take a drink. Every time you see a drawing or a picture of an alien, take a drink. Every time John McBride and John Polonia are walking through the woods, take a drink. And every time the movie is shown through alien vision, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can e- also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. So we've come to the end of uh, spring cleaning month here, April, four weeks, four movies. Let's rank them, Paul. All right. For me, number four, video violence. It was fun. It had some violence, but overall it disappointed in the, uh, in the department of title and living up to that. Number three, wood chipper massacre. Although it was disappointing in that there was only one person murdered with a wood chipper. Everything in the movie seemed to fit together quite well, and the one kid did order a Rambo survival knife. Number two, this was really hard, and I have to say, Terror Tunes has been dethroned as the king of spring cleanup. Terror Tunes is at number two. The movie's just so over the top, so campy, so terrible. I, I love everything about it, but at number one is feeders. Just everything in feeders works out so well from the effects to the acting to the story. And I just, there's something about the movie that I just love watching it. There's no reason to turn it off. And I would, I would watch it over and over again. Hell yeah. I could have that running in the background at my house like every day and just never get bored of it. All right. Number four, I put Woodchipper Massacre. I mean, it was fun. There was at least one person massacred with a wood chipper, but I wouldn't exactly call that a massacre, so I was a little bit disappointed. Number three, video violence. It was fun. It was an interesting concept, and overall, it was, had a lot of entertaining moments. Number two, I put... No. No, you know what? I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. This movie has no power over me. Be gone, Terror Tunes. Be gone from this. You, you will not keep me, keep me subjected anymore. Power of the Poloni Brothers compels you, and I put Terror Tunes at number two below Feeders, because Feeders is a great film. You do it, Paul. The power of the Poloni Brothers is almighty. Power of the Poloni Brothers compels you. So, I mean, we have come to the end of April, which means next week... You know, is, is May, so we're done with spring cleaning. It's time to celebrate, and you know what? May is the perfect month for celebration because there's Cinco de Mayo, and what better way to do it than by celebrating all month with Cinco de Filmo, you know, movies that are the fifth in a series. So I think we're going to start out with, uh, with the 1988 film Zombie 5, Killing Birds, number five in the zombie series. You know what the craziest thing about that is, Paul? 
What's that? It came out in 1988, and yet the fourth movie in the series, Zombie 4 After Death, came out in 1989. So it, it came out before its predecessor? Yes. So did it travel through time or something? I don't know, but we're going to find out. All right. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Oh, I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to go to the next one.